Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Why was Tigger looking in the toilet? I don't know. Why? Because he was looking for poo. I've missed you. Oh, God. It's spoop <laughs> brief hiatus with some good old-fashioned disney toilet humor woo my favorite because sasha spent her spring break partially in disney i spent my spoop spring break here doing very little and when we were at disney me and my my friends and i we kept talking about Winnie the Pooh and Pooh and the new Ewan McGregor Winnie the Pooh movie where he's like so incredulous and goes, Pooh? And so we would every once in a while just like look at each other and just go, Pooh? And it became this whole thing. My favorite is always going to be the meme where Pooh then gets the second set of arms and has a lightsaber in each one and he oh, says, General Kenobi. Yes. That's the best meme. That's, that's a good meme. So oh. we're back. We missed you. Thank you for your patience. We did some awesome collabs over a break. Oh, I don't know. I'm Courtney. That's Sasha. We're Spoop Hour. We're a paranormal comedy <laughs> podcast. If you didn't miss us, or if this is your first episode listening, that's who we are. We, over our break, we did record yeah. with Popcorn Prattle. That episode is live. It's just me because Sasha was feeling poorly. Because I got sick at Disney. Like you do. <laughs> and I joined them and talked about Veronica, things that annoy me in movies, which at first I thought I had a very short list. And the more I talked about it, the more I was like, there are a lot of things about modern cinema that I have a problem with. So go check that out. Popcorn yep. Prattle. And then we just recorded a guest spot with 33% Pulp. So that's going to be going live they sometime soon. I and love them. They're so sweet. They're so nice. We just, we love them so much. Yeah. And also listen to the rest of their podcast because it's great. And if you haven't listened to it yet, we were on Best Forever's uh, podcast about friendship, mm-hmm. talking about how we met, how our friendship has matured as we have matured. It was really nice. We talked about Michigan a lot. So if we you're did. from Michigan, I think you might like that episode. If you like Meyer and Blanket Ponchos, then yeah. go give that episode a listen. I, what I like about the collabs we've done recently is that, mm-hmm. like, we've had to watch movies mm-hmm. in order to do it. And, like, we've been, like, pretty on brand with the movies. Like, we yeah. watched Veronica, and then we also watched... Witches Brew! Or Which Witch is Witch. And it is the best movie that we have ever seen. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's up there with what we do in the shadows it's... in terms of movies that our podcast endorses it's just truly crackpot it's free on youtube (laughs) on youtube on youtube so you don't even have to have amazon prime like you have to for what we do in the shadows it's on youtube it's free and someone uploaded like a record like a ripped vhs copy which god bless that person they are doing the lord's work and the theme song from witch's brew is like a disco song about a witch's brew and it is a jam it's so good like we started the movie and i don't want to spoil too much because obviously we'd go into depth with 33 percent pulp about it but both sasha and i just sort of started quietly like bopping but the best part is like when we were skyping with 33 percent pulp like all of us at the same time started bopping to music that no one could hear but we could all like hear it in our heads it was so, amazing. If for no other reason, watch Witch's Brew for the awesome song, but also watch it because it is just such a movie. It's everything <laughs> you could ever want in a movie, literally, because they crammed like 12 films into one. It was, it was great. It's so go so watch much. that, and then, um, is that episode live yet? Or is it next I, week? That episode is not live yet. Yeah, I yeah. will post it on Twitter and plug it when it is. Oh, boy. So but you guys have time to watch you've the You've got movie. some time. Yeah. It... It's coming soon, I know that. I just yeah. don't know exactly when, because it's for their next book, which is The Conjure Wife. Nice. So, it, it, that one's coming soon. The other two collabs we've done are out, and then we've got some more collabs that we're going to work in. We're going to ultimately have 
two-thirds of 33% pulp on our podcast in a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and we're ironing out the details of some other collabs with some other awesome pods. Yes, it was really great. So basically, you should be jealous of our Lady Pod Squad and our Pottern family, because they are hashtag squad goals. Nice. Yeah. For in terms of where to find us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour, one yes. word. We need and to get a Facebook group probably. At some point. Yeah, someday yeah, we will. Maybe when we hit like twenty five hundred hits or Yeah, so that's yeah. coming that's, that's coming, coming soon. Because we hit eighteen hundred last week. We might Thanks, be at nine nineteen hundred soon. Yeah, we're we're real close yeah. to nineteen hundred right um, now. Um but uh you can also email us at spoophour at gmail dot com where you can tell us your spoopy stories or your actually spooky stories or Tell us what you want us to talk about. And I feel like this week we got some mail. We did. I was going to say, now, Sasha, if one of our listeners is uncertain what we mean when we say a spooky story, how about I read an example? Yeah. And this is from Amy in Illinois. Hi, Amy. And who signed her name Amy in Illinois with two ghost emojis. Nice. And so. A girl after my heart because I'm the one that always puts emojis into yeah, our tweets. One of the, the spotters <laughs> guide to who's running the Twitter is if it's gifts, it's me. If it's emojis, it's Sasha. <laughs> yeah. And I have not read this story yet. So yes. I am. I read it. It's amazing. Blank slate. I'm really excited. And the subject line is, I spooped in Walmart. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> Hi, spoopy friends. So I have a stupid spooky story for you. Perfect. Already. Nice. Great start. Thanks, Amy. It still gave me goosebumps when it happened, so I figured it was still worth sharing. Smiley face emoji. Yes. I am very much a skeptic. Yes, queen. I can't completely rule out a rational explanation as to what happened, but even if there is one, it had to be very weird and coincidental. I say this story is stupid, I guess, because I romanticize what my first paranormal experience should be expecting it to be in some notoriously haunted old, old hotel or at home after being awoken at the witching hour. Nope. It happened in the middle of a shopping trip at fucking Walmart. By the way, being woken up in the middle of the witching hour after this story, <laughs> when you talk about this the, thing that happened oh to you my God. when you were woken up. Sasha ruined my life. We'll go into it. <laughs> anyway, back to Amy. Kudos to the entity for the element of surprise, because during my stroll through the land of amazing rollback prices, I definitely wasn't (laughs) expecting it. So I had my list out. I had told my husband I wanted to find a small folding bar stool to use for my makeup vanity. We made our way to the household items. We pulled into a long aisle that had three to four smaller aisles to the right, perpendicular to this one. Those smaller aisles contained mostly furniture and luggage. I walked down and saw folding chairs and tables hanging in the long aisle. Cool. Naturally, they had a spot for the folding bar stools, but none were left. I studied that area for a minute, making sure one wasn't placed in the wrong spot. Nope. Disappointed, I slowly started strolling down and around the smaller aisles, looking at the furniture. As I made my way around, I thought maybe I could make do with a different type of chair, so I decided to check back at that area. It took me maybe a total of 30 seconds to circle back around. As I pull back into that aisle, a fucking small bar stool opened up, sitting dead center of the aisle next to the rest of the folding furniture. Mm? My husband and I turned to each other in synchronicity and said, what the actual fuck? To laughing till you cry emoji faces. Mm. As stupid as this is, we still can't make sense of it. There was no one in that aisle or area with us. We have no idea where it came from, and it looked like it was strategically placed there. So that's my spoopy Walmart story. (laughs) I guess if I was doomed to haunt fucking Walmart for eternity, I'd at least want to be a helpful ghost too. Thanks for reading, Amy in Illinois. Aw, helpful ghost in Walmart. Right? Isn't it delightful? That's so cute. I love it. So even if your story isn't scary, it's just truly the spirit of spoop hour, like that one I feel is. Yeah. Go ahead and share it. I love that story. That was like spoopy and goofy, but it still had to do with ghosts. I love it. perfect. The ghost was like, oh, hey, girl, I heard you wanted a folding bar stool. Ka-chunk. Here Here you go. go. Oh, that's awesome. It's the ghost of a Walmart employee who just really loved their job. Yeah, so um, I ruined Courtney's life this week, and I didn't mean to, because actually I was trying to help. She didn't know. So Thursday night, Courtney went out to start celebrating her boyfriend's Boyfriend's birthday birthday. weekend. Yeah, basically, we're hipsters. He really likes Wes Anderson movies, and one of the Smithsonian's, because we live in the D.C. area, one of the Smithsonian's is doing a Wes Anderson retrospective, and neither of us has seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. Which is weird, because it's been out for like 10 years, and it's yeah. a great movie. It's one of my favorites, and I can't believe I haven't yeah. like made you watch it. Never seen it. So we were like, yeah, let's go see this. So we went, and I knew I was going to get back late, and that's sort of where the miscommunication began. Right, <laughs> because I you told me that you were going to get back late, 
But then Connie and I were playing, like, video games down here and, like, mm-hmm. taking care of the cats and whatnot. And so then she was – we were going up to bed, and she was like, oh, yeah, and we can, like, lock the door because, you know, Courtney's, Courtney's out with Jack. And so I took that to mean, like, oh, plans changed. Courtney's with Jack, like, yeah. all, you know, I'm all night. Like, all she's night, staying, at, staying in D.C. Yeah. And uh, – <laughs> The cat started fighting again, and so while Zelda was, like, growling at me, I just, like, chased her into your room to be like, no, leave me alone! Yeah. Uh, And I closed the door partway Mm -hmm. shut. Like, two-thirds of the way. Not even two-thirds. Like, like more like... Maybe half. 97% of the way (laughs) shut. Like, there was a one-inch opening. Yeah. But she couldn't see, like, me. She couldn't see Connie. She couldn't see Psyche anymore. So we were trying to, like, interrupt her line of sight, right? Yeah. And so the next morning, I'm getting ready for work, and I'm kind of, like, groggy and whatever in the morning because I haven't been sleeping well lately. And um, I, I noticed in? the door was shut. Mm-hmm. And so I went downstairs and was like, uh, Zelda's probably okay. Like, Co- Courtney will be home at some point today. Like, she'll get her. But then, like, as I was making my lunch and, like, had to run upstairs to get something again, I had this, like, change of heart where I was like, you know what? I should probably let Zelda out because I think she shut herself in her in the room last night. She probably is, like you know, like, unhappy to be in there all by herself. So I just, like, just hit the doorknob open, like, pushed the door and went back downstairs and then, like, left the house, like, just slammed the door behind me. Like, okay. So my experience... Was different because was you were different. in So the room. I got home late. It was probably around 1230, almost 1, mm-hmm. when I got in. And I had already arranged to telework so I could sleep in a little bit. So I go upstairs and I noticed my door was mostly closed and I was like, you know, this is probably fine. Cat probably mostly closed it or like one of the roommates did, whatever, no big deal. So I open the door, I get ready, I go to bed. And the next morning I had woken up a little bit earlier than I intended to. It was probably like 7.15 or so and I was trying to get back to sleep and I was laying in my bed and all of a sudden my door just kind of scooched open and I was like, uh, so I text our other roommate who does have another cat who has been living in her room exclusively while our cats have being, been being dicks to each other. And I texted her and I'm like, hey, did you, is Psyche out of the room or did my door just push itself open upsettingly? And she was like, Psyche is shut in my room. And I was like, well, it's been nice knowing y'all. Some ghost yeah, just opened so my door. I'm driving to work and having to like... <laughs> weave in and out of traffic while also texting with one hand because I didn't want you to panic any more than you were, but I also was like, I need to get to work. I yeah. can't, like, text and drive at the same time, so yeah. I could have died, but I would have at least drive. known that you weren't freaking out anymore. Thank you. Yeah. For future reference, you don't have to text and drive to reassure me. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, I was more puzzled than anything because I knew we're getting ready to move, and I was like, well, maybe maintenance came by to do their walkthrough too soon. Mm-hmm. And they, like, opened my door, saw that I was in there, and then just, like, hightailed it out of here. Or, like, maybe because I heard the door downstairs slam, I was like, well, maybe it was, like, a pressure differential, just Mm -hmm. lightly pushed my door open. Like, who knows? But it just, my door upsettingly opened itself. So that was how Sasha made me pee my pants. Cool. Yay! All right, we have some Disney stuff to talk about today and I think we're going to start with a game. Yes I have designed for us a lovely game with the help of our third roommate because I was working on this earlier today and she was here. So the game is called Weird Disney Fact or Thing I Made Up and this game is partially courtesy of Mental Floss and Empire Online which is where I got most of the true information. The basics of this game I'm going to read 12 statements. Okay. You have to tell me if this is a true weird fact about either Disney or Disneyland. Okay. So, like, the entire Disney brand, Disney the man, all of it. Okay. Or if it's a thing I made up. Okay. So, you ready for this? I think so. You ready to show your Disney knowledge after coming back from Disney World? You know who would be really good at this game? Matt and Megan. Matt and Megan. Yeah. My, the friends that I went to Disney with, along yeah. with my boyfriend. I was, but, I was yeah. cognizant of that, and I'm yeah. like... I kept checking with our other roommate. I'm like, do you think Sasha would know this? Yeah. And she's like, Matt and Megan probably would. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> the entire trip was really cool, like, going with Matt and Megan because mm-hmm. they're such Disney experts and, like, Jack and I were, like, super out of our element. Yeah. And, like, they would just, like, we just, there was, like, so much trivia. Like, we'd be, like, walking through something that, like, I wouldn't have noticed, but then Matt was like, psst. By the way, that thing over there, and like would go into like his whole deep, like everything. And we were like, "This is amazing." Like, you see you that random so light? Fun fact. Yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. I, I wish I had 
been better organized and able to, like, get one of them, at least one of them, to, like, come okay. on the show to talk about Disney, because they have a lot of info. They would nail this game. Yeah. But hopefully it's challenging for you. Okay. All right. First statement. Walt Disney believed that he was responsible for his mother's death. Oh, God. I don't know. Weird Disney fact or thing I made up? Maybe a weird Disney fact. It is a weird Disney oh, fact. Oh, God. So Disney, after Snow White was a success, which I kept coming across trivia about that because his whole studio did not want to do Snow White. They were like, this is going to flop. And he insisted that they do it. And it didn't flop, luckily. So in the wake of his success with Snow White and the mm-hmm. Seven Dwarfs, he bought his parents a lavish house. And he insisted that because they had always supported him, whatever, he was going to have his studio guys come right over whenever anything was wrong to fix it. So, you know, if it's like, oh, the toilet's being weird, he'd send his studio guys over, they'd fix it, no big deal. Unfortunately, in 1938, something went wrong with the furnace and Disney sent his guys over, but they did not repair it correctly. Flora Call Disney, his mother, died of carbon monoxide poisoning Mm. shortly thereafter. Disney always blamed himself for it to the point where he wouldn't even talk about it with the rest of his family. He just believed it was his fault. And some Disney scholars suspect that this is the origin of why Disney is so big on the dead slash absentee mother trope. Mm. Like with Bambi, Mm -hmm. where the kid is kind of responsible for mom's death, or with Simba. Mm. And obviously those are, like, long after Disney is gone, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. So that was a weird Disney fact. You ready Hmm. for the next one? I am. People have had their ashes scattered in the Haunted Mansion. Um, so I actually have stuff about ashes. Oh, so you know. (laughs) But I don't know necessarily that it's true or not, so, uh... I think it's probably a weird Disney factoid, but maybe not necessarily a true fact. It is a true fact. Every year, families will ask to do this, and the answer is defaulted, no, absolutely not, you gross person, but at least one family has been caught doing it anyway. Yeah. Which begs the question, how many have they not caught? So, yeah, that that was part of my research, and I'll I'll just skip over that when we talk about it, or when I get to my part of the show, but... Mm -hmm. It was in like 2007 there was an ABC News story about it because like some blogger was like really harping mm-hmm. on the like wow this issue is getting like worse and worse and worse but like the cops at least in Disneyland in California were like we've never actually like caught anyone doing it mm-hmm. and we've also like the ashes that we've found have never been like human remains mm-hmm. so you know yeah so it's it's take it as you will yeah <laughs> Whether it's I, like, real or not. Like I said, I went through Mental Floss mm-hmm. yeah. and Empire Online, mm-hmm. and they, they confirmed there was one family who was caught in the act okay. of scattering ashes, but it might have been more recently. Yeah. All right. While we're on the subject, the Haunted Mansion was inspired by Walt Disney's grandmother's house, which scared him as a child. No. Nope. I made that up. Yeah. Because I know what the house oh. is based on. <laughs> for Mental Floss, the style inspiration for the Haunted Mansion was based on a bunch of old movies that Disney liked. Yeah. And then the house itself, especially, is actually from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next one. I'll skip over that in my Mansion segment. <laughs> Sorry, this <laughs> game okay. has a lot of overlap with you. <laughs> Walt Disney incorporated Haley's Comet into the design of Disneyland. Uh, something you made up. Disney fact. Oh, cool. Main Street is based on 1910 America, and Tomorrowland is based on 1986, and they were chosen because they're Haley's Comet years. Oh, okay. Isn't that neat? Oh, okay. I was impressed. So now, I was thinking, like, literally. Yeah, like, like, if you look in the tile, there's Haley's Comet. No, it's just. Or, like, the shape of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Walt Disney insisted that the Rainbow Caverns mine train be closed in 1959 because he felt it encouraged drug use. I feel like that's made up, but also I've never heard of that ride. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying made up? Made up. Good call. It was a real ride, but it was closed because they redesigned it to be nature-themed. Okay. So it never reopened as the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train. They renamed it something else. Cool. Right before he died, Walt Disney wrote Kurt Russell on a piece of paper, and no one knows why. I think that's made up. That is a Disney fact. So right before Disney died, it, it some people say it was the last thing he wrote, and uh-huh. some people say it was just found among the last things on his desk, meaning that it was recently written. He wrote Kurt Russell and only Kurt Russell on a scrap of paper. So not like, Kurt Russell, new star? Question mark. Just Kurt Russell. 
And at the time, Kurt Russell had just signed with the Disney studio and was a child actor. So, okay, yeah, I was going to ask because I was like, he died in 1966. Like, yeah. how old is Kurt Russell? Yeah, so it was like when Kurt Russell was very, very oh, small. God. So he had just signed with Disney. So no one knows why he wrote it down, including Kurt Russell. They've asked him and he's like, I don't know. I never spoke to him. Huh. So weird. Weird. Kurt Russell. Michael J. Fox was the first person to ride Splash Mountain when it opened. Uh, that could be true. It is not. I no? made it up. Okay. It's based on, according to TechWasteRecycling.com, mm-hmm. Knott's Berry Farm's log flume was oh. first written by John Wayne. Okay. So I was like, who's a movie star who's kind of on par with John Wayne? And our roommate just goes, Michael J. Fox. And I was like, I can see it. Interesting. Walt Disney was afraid of trains, so the monorail was delayed until after he died. That sounds fake. It is. Walt <laughs> Disney loved trains. Yeah, because there's a lot of trains <laughs> yes, in Disney he parks. he loves trains. He wanted to put a train through his wife's flower garden. He loved trains so much. It is true that he died five years before the monorail was built, though. Yeah. But that's not, it's not related. It's just, no. It's yeah. just a, it's just how it, it was. come to fruition. Exactly. But he loved trains and he would have loved it. Pirates of the Caribbean originally used real skeletons. Mm, I wouldn't put it past them. That is a true Disney fact. Yep. When it was first installed in 1967, the design level of fake skeletons was not up to yeah. par for the designers of the ride, so instead they used former medical research skeletons from UCLA's medical center. Yeah, that would make sense. Right? Yeah. Can you imagine? I donate my body to science, and then when it they're done with Disney. it, it ends up in Pirates of the Caribbean. The hashtag iconic Dole Whip dessert was created to celebrate the annexation of Hawaii. Oh, I actually don't know what the origin of Dole Whip is. I just know that they're damn delicious. <laughs> And I had several <laughs> while we were in Florida. So what do you think? Uh, sure. You think it's true? Yeah, why not? It is not. I made it up. Yeah. It I was figured. introduced in 1986. Yeah, I figured it's too recent. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to make one up for Dole Whip because I know you love them. I love Dole Whips. I know you do. And I, I was like... I love a good Dole hole. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you scrape off the top of it, because it's a, it's oh, a, it's a, a swirl, swirl. When, you, when you eat the top of it, it leaves a hole. <laughs> it's a Dole hole. Shove it in your Dole hole, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sid, the bully from Toy Story, yes. has the carpet from The Shining in his hallway. Not true. No. Disney fact. Wait. The, which carpet? Like the... He has like a, car- a stretch of carpet in his hallway of his home. Oh, you know what? Did you When you notice? said shining, shining carpet, I thought Twin Peaks carpet. I was oh. like, there were no zigzags. <laughs> you know. No, shining yeah, carpet. Okay. And it's because Lee Unkler, who was one of the editors of the original Toy oh, Story. Oh, he fucking loves shining. He loves the shining. I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. He's everything about the shining. Yeah, and so that's why they have the carpet yeah, in there. Yeah, Lee Unkler. he loves it. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he loves it. He's also the director of Coco, and so it's like in between every other like th- <laughs> promotional thing about Coco is also like, I watched the shining again. I love the again. shining. Yeah. The first meal served at Disneyland was fried chicken. Sure. Nope. No. I made this up. It's based on Knott's Berry Farm. I couldn't find information about what Disney actually served. But once again, Knott's Berry Farm. Thanks, LA Weekly. So, fun fact about Knott's Berry Farm. They actually designed the rides of their park because their chicken restaurant was so popular. They wanted people to have something to do while they waited. So their first ride was in like 1925 and it was a carriage ride that you rode for 25 cents. I'm sure Disney World is better. I mean, <laughs> Knott's Berry Farm calls itself the fir- America's first theme park or America's uh. first amusement park because it's so old. But I just loved fried chicken. Yeah. So originally it was a berry farm, obviously. Yeah, I, yeah. And then they, the popularity of the berries, they then opened a restaurant that was fried chicken and berry themed. And then that was so popular that they started building rides. Huh. Yeah. This is not the Knott's Berry Farm episode. I, I just say, thought it was is, interesting. This is the Disney episode. <laughs> but I, okay, because in Japan, I went to like Japan's oldest amusement park. And oh. that one was the year that Commodore Perry landed in Japan. Damn! Yeah, so like 1800s, 18... Yeah. Oh, shit. I I know it by like the Japanese like year. Oh, <laughs> not, yeah. Which not is, the, yeah. But I know it's, it's like 1800 something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is just America's first, not the world's first. As usual, Japan does the world's first. Yeah. Novel amusement park. Sure. <laughs> Important cultural landmarks. All right. So this is not the. This is weird. This is still the Disney episode. So. But like, if yeah. you've been to Knott's Berry Farm, it's also rumored to the peanuts section of Knott's Berry Farm is rumored to be haunted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have we got to do a haunted theme parks have episode. Have you seen the uh, the Simpsons spoof on Knott's Berry? Well, not Knott's Berry Farm, but it was a Simpsons spoof on the OC, and it's the mm-hmm. California song. And at some point, like the kids, 
teenagers slow motion go to Knott's Berry Farm and they're enjoying and it's still the California here yeah. we come song and they're like skipping slow motion with Snoopy and then Snoopy holds them at gunpoint oh <laughs> and then they're like giving them their money it was a very strange sequence that's all well, only that's the only thing I think about when I hear Knott's Berry Farm is See, like Snoopy holding up people at gunpoint if you want to go Simpsons amusement parks I always think of their Disney episode where the robots go evil at night Oh, oh, the Itchy Scratchy, Scratchy Land, Land episode. Yeah. yeah. I kept cracking that, the, um, the remember where we parked, the Itchy Lot. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we were, like, we, we would take the shuttle bus or, like, Ubers everywhere. Ooh. Not Uber, Lyft. I'm sorry. We're not an Uber household. We're, we're not a pro house. Uber household. But we, but we would just take lifts or the shuttle. And so we never drove anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, but still, every time we landed in a new park, I was like, all right, remember where we parked, the Itchy, itchy Lot. lot. <laughs> every time. We weren't even fucking at Itchy and Scratchy Land. Doesn't matter. And then when we got to Universal and we went to the Simpsons area, I, like, didn't crack, like, a single Simpsons joke. Weird. Yeah. It was interesting. That's right. I guess because it was making the Simpsons jokes Jokes for you. Yeah. So you didn't have that vacuum to fill. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have to fill anything. Yeah. All right. So, I enjoyed my trip to Disney. It was great. You had to fill nothing but your dole hole. Oh, God. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) I have a family. I have a family. Please stop. That was a really fun game. Thank you. Yeah, I liked I, it. It was hard. I had a lot of fun making up facts because I was just bouncing all of them off of our other roommate. Yeah. I was like, does this sound like something that would be plausible or do I need to tweak something? So there were a couple of fake facts that got thrown yeah. out. But I learned a lot of weird shit about Disney. Yeah. He was a weird dude. Yep. And he was, he disliked a lot of people. Yep. But he wasn't a ghost. And yep. probably still isn't one. Yeah, actually, you know, before I get into, like, Disney Park spoop, um, I just had the one th- one thing about Walt Disney, mm-hmm. and it was about him being on ice. Yeah, so classic. So I'll maybe straight into that. He, like we said earlier, he died in 1966. He died mm-hmm. at the age of 65. He was a heavy smoker. Shocking. And that's what took him out. He was cremated two days after he died. Mm-hmm. Not frozen. Okay. One of the most common, if you aren't familiar with it, it is one of the most common Disney rumors is that he was cryogenically frozen and is currently under Cinderella's castle. Yeah, that's the big rumor. That's the big one. And his family, it's been decades. They're so (laughs) tired of speculation. It's been over 50 um, years. That his daughter, Diane Disney Miller opened a museum about the Disney family Mm -hmm. just to like try to lay some rumors to rest because she was tired of other little kids saying to her kids that like is it true that I stepped on your grandpa when we went to Disneyland or like is it true that your grandfather's frozen like and she just couldn't stand it (laughs) so the myth probably got started around 1972 when Bob Nelson who was then the president of the cryonics society of California Mm -hmm. gave an interview to the Los Angeles Times Though what he specifically said was that Walt was not cryogenically frozen, even going so far as to say they had him cremated. I personally have seen his ashes. What people likely remembered from the article was the statement that Walt had been interested in being frozen. (laughs) Um, But that um, just reminds me of the like ad for the house where it's like a for sale sign in the front and on the top it says not not haunted. haunted. Yep. Thank you, BSP. (laughs) That's a great tag. But yeah, so he based the theory on the fact that Walt Disney Studios had called Nelson prior to Disney's death and asked elaborate questions about the process, the facilities, the staff, and their history. The truth is, Walt missed out, Nelson said. He never specified it in writing, and when he did, the family didn't go for it. Or when he died, the family didn't go for it. Two weeks later, we first froze the first man. So it was still within he was right. the six, in 1966. So it is, he's in the window, he's in the for window. it being possible. Yeah. And he asked a lot of questions for a dude who or wasn't ultimately maybe frozen. maybe not him, but his staff, like the yeah. Imagineers probably, yeah. If Disney had been the first guy, it would have made headlines around the world and like been a real shot, shot you yeah. know, for the, for cry, cryogenics. Yeah. But yeah, his ashes are interred in, in Forest Lawn Cemetery in Glendale, California with his wife, his other daughter, and son-in-law. Mm. So my theory is that the Disney Imagineers or whoever on his staff were probably just doing research for something in like Tomorrowland uh. or, you know, like in, just in like another amusement type thing yeah. or maybe even for a film that they were looking at the science behind how this even happens like they maybe they're working on sci-fi project they did have i when i was doing my research and trying to find 
rides that had been closed that sounded like they would encourage drug use. Uh-huh. They had a lot of different variations on space rides where it's mm-hmm. like mission to the moon, mission to the planets, and all yeah. of that. So maybe it's like, well, what if we say they're cryogenically frozen, frozen. and now they wake up on the new planet? Right. So that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and that makes I, sense. Yeah. I mean, even if Walt had been interested in freezing himself, mm-hmm. I also don't think that he was that dumb. <laughs> to cryogenically freeze himself? Yeah. I just think cryogenically, people who cryogenically freeze themselves, like, it's just a waste <laughs> just of money. let yourself die. Yeah, just, just die. Just die. All right. <laughs> anyway. Just die. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> we're, we're halfway through the episode, and I want to get into my Disney stuff. Let's so do this. Let's do it. I'm not going to get into Disney creepypastas, uh, for one, mm. because they are out there, but I don't want to ruin the parks for myself mm. or for anyone who likes Disney. I also am kind of uncomfortable. The same way I'm com- uncomfortable with creepypastas that take on, like, children's mm-hmm. things, I just don't understand like i don't like people i like how people are bastardizing like the magic of it all yeah even though like you know it's a it's a corporate entity it's a theme park it's an amusement yeah. park but it's so much fun and i like it keep it to yourself banksy <laughs> right um <laughs> and so yeah my friends who work for disney and i've had the talk about people who come to parks to antagonize others and we're all like why like that, that's a lot of money that's to a spend lot of money to, to spend to troll right and like we're just like why why can't you just let people have a good time and, like enjoy what they enjoy yeah Anyway, the stories below are either based on true stories and turned into rumors, mm-hmm. or they're the rumors that, like, are fun, and everyone, like, always passes them mm-hmm. on to each other, like, yeah, Walt's, like, frozen, frozen on the Cinderella's castle, castle, right? <laughs> and so I'm going to also do them without a lot of detail, just in case some of these are, like, creepypasta stories, like, stories that inspire creepypastas. Gotcha. If you want to look for those things, go for it, but I personally do not like that. Yeah, there's a whole Disney rabbit hole on the internet. Yeah. My two favorite spooktacular rides... At Disney are Haunted Mansion and Woo! Tower of Terror, right? Woo! Both of those being haunted and terror. Right? <laughs> like, wait, why are they spooky? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, all right, these are so, the jokes on our paranormal comedy podcast. So the um the OG Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. is at Disneyland in California, and that one opened in 1969. So after Walt Disney died, and that's part of like why it took a while was partially because Walt Disney died. Yeah. So anyway, there's variations through five of the Magic Kingdoms. So the Haunted Mansion is at Disneyland California, mm-hmm. and it's in New Orleans Square. At Walt Disney World, it's in Liberty Square. It's in Fantasyland at Tokyo Disney and Frontierland at Disneyland Paris, where it's known as Phantom Manor. Mm-hmm. And then at Hong Kong Disney, there is a different attraction known as Mystic Manor, located at Mystic Point. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a variation on it, but it's not necessarily quote-unquote Haunted Mansion. Gotcha. The Haunted Mansion, Disneyland California, and um, Tokyo Disneyland... Yeah. They decorate with, like, a Nightmare Before mm-hmm. the Christmas theme during, like, Halloween and Christmas, which I'm, I'm dying to see sometime. I've, I've been on it when it is that theme, and it is so fucking cute. Because my mom, my mom actually worked for Disneyland for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. We went, I think it was the day after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and it was, like, the whole thing. It's not just, like... Oh, there's one Jack yeah, Skellington. No, no. The whole thing yeah, is Yeah, I, I looked at photos online, and I, like, I want to... Some, so someday cute. I want to go see it in real life. And so actually, cute. I'm planning on going back to Disney this summer, um, <laughs> probably July or August, because one of my friends who works for Disney, she's a writer for mm-hmm. the, the sh- park shows. Yeah. And the Incredibles summer thing that's coming out is, like, a tie-in with Incredibles mm-hmm. 2. She wrote for the, the park show, Aww. so I'm like, I want to go see it! I want to go see something you wrote! So, um, but I also really want to go at some point, like, Halloween season or Christmas mm-hmm. season just because like I want to see like that it's cool cute. stuff and especially going to like Disneyland in California because I've never yeah. been there. Disney first approached Imagineer Ken Anderson about the idea for a haunted attraction in 1957 which is the year my dad was born. Hey! Fascinating. Happy birthday to your Happy dad. Happy birthday do you think to it's a, Do you think they did that on purpose? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Originally planned as a walkthrough attraction, it would have involved maids or butlers guiding guests through the mansion and telling them about a tragic tale of a sea captain and his bride. Whoa. Also planned was a museum of the weird, which would have showcased strange creatures and odd interactive illusions. I bet that would have been really dope. I would, yeah. But I also feel like that would have scared me as a child because there was a Disney villains exhibition, like walkthrough exhibition, like, at Tokyo Disneyland when I was four. Mm. And I cried through the entire thing. Because those Disney villains are scary. I was really afraid of Haunted Mansion when I was, like, four and five. Yeah. I remember going on it with my parents because I was too small for most of the mm-hmm. rides. But that was the one that the whole family could go on. And I was fucking terrified. The Haunted Mansion song was the one that scared me on the Disney sing-along song, Disneyland Fun mm-hmm. um, cassette tape. But it's my mom's favorite song on the Disney <laughs> cassette tape. Aww. So we would listen or watch that together. Oops. A rumor 
that came from, like, the development of Haunted Mansion, Mm -hmm. was that construction of the Haunted Mansion began in 1963, and the story goes that one of the first test guests was so scared that she died of a heart attack inside the mansion. Same. Her death legend had it led to the closing of construction until 1969. However, the more likely story is that um, construction on the facade began in 1962 and was finished in 1963. The building sat empty after Disney and his Imagineers focused on the 1964-65 New York World Fair, and then it remained that way following Disney's death in 1966 as the Imagineers, who were now like left to be like, all right, what are we doing here, struggled to decide what to do with the attraction. So it wasn't that a guest like mysteriously died and they postponed the project. It was just like other things came up. Mm. All right, so like you said before, even though it's located in... California, and it's in New Orleans Square, it's actually, like, a house from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not his grandmother's house or whatever like that. Maybe his grandmother lived in Baltimore. Um, The one thing that annoys me about the the house that it's based on is that I looked it up, and it has no associated spoop attached to it. Yeah. I was like, man, you guys couldn't even... There's so much haunted shit in Baltimore. Like, pick one of those. Right? (laughs) Way to phone it in, Imagineers. Right? Please don't shut us down, Disney. (laughs) We'll delete the episode. I'm so sorry. What? They have so many lawyers. <laughs> I, I, I know, but, like, yeah. What? They should be cool. Be cool with me, at least, because I didn't say any of that. Thanks. <laughs> Don't <laughs> shut Sasha down. It's just me. <laughs> this is Courtney. <laughs> um, so, like you said before about, like, what it's based around, the three films that were major inspirations for the Imagineers were La Belle et la Bête, um, which was Jean Cocteau's uh, 1946 version of Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. um, The Haunting, Robert Wise's 1963 adaptation of Shirley Jackson's novel The Haunting of Hill House, and then the 1927 version of The Cat and the Canary. And you can see like design elements from those movies throughout the house. From the very beginning, Disneyland press materials touted that 999 ghosts resided in the mansion. <laughs> But while the actual number of ghostly figures in the attraction has never been officially tallied, it's generally acknowledged that there's always room for one more. (laughs) They did actually, I almost put it in my game. There was a woman who, I think in 2004, paid $37,000 to be the 1,000th ghost. They had a charity auction through eBay. And they put her name on a tombstone and she paid $37,000 for it. So Carrie Sharp, call me. I have some thoughts about how you spend your money. Right? So the so you've been on it, um, yes. and I'm sure other listeners may have also been on it. But there's the the stretching rooms mm-hmm. where you're introduced to the ghost host, and you're like, oh, this is a cute fancy lady, and this is an old fat guy. And then you see like the actual poster. I bought I bought a postcard of the lady with nice. the, the alligator. Alligator. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Um. So, <laughs> so. At Disneyland's Haunted Mansion in California mm-hmm. and Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris, you actually go down. Mm-hmm. And an then elevator. at Disney World, Disney Tokyo Disneyland, the ceiling rises. Mm-hmm. And that fucked me up because the entire time, oh. I spent the last two weeks thinking that my body was actually descending. Oh, no. Because it actually felt like it was kind of moving. And I was getting a little bit, I was trying to do that thing because I got a little bit motion sick here and there on other things. Yeah. That I was like trying to like just locate like a point, like find a horizon, like find something to like focus on. And I didn't realize the ceiling was going up. Oh. So I've I've spent the last two weeks being like fucked up about that. You'll do better on the Disneyland one because it's actually an elevator that goes down. Yeah. (laughs) So they're, the dancing ghosts in the ballroom are not actually ghosts that Disney has hired. In fact, they are a theatrical effect called Pepper's Ghost Illusion where you illuminate objects that are reflected onto a pane of glass and it makes them appear translucent. And so there's actually, like, neon-painted ghost mannequins, like, in a separate space underneath the ride. And then they are projected on. And it's so cool. I just... I was thinking about that while I was in the ride and, like, trying to pick out the colors and, like, pick out everything. And I thought that was just a really great effect. Well, it's because Disney was notoriously anti-union and ghosts actors actually have a really good strong union so they don't do any work unless you're cool with the ghost union and so disney was like fuck it we'll hire scabs and they designed their own ghosts disney please don't shut us down (laughs) (laughs) just shut me down i'm making jokes disney Um, you can't fire my mom she doesn't work for you anymore (laughs) so here are three rumors that i liked about this this ride Mm -hmm. one the crying boy the exit of the haunted mansion is said to be haunted by the ghost of a boy the story goes that the boy's mother spread her son's ashes in the haunted mansion without Whoa. Disneyland's permission. Legend has it that the ghost also appears on the Car- Pirates of the Caribbean ride. There's also the man with the cane. Whoa. A small plane crashed in 1940s Anaheim, and the pilot is now believed to be haunting the haunted mansion. Hmm. According to SeekGhosts.blogspot, a cast <laughs> member saw the man with the cane at the loading dock where 
the guests board the doom buggies. The last one, the seance book at Disney World's Haunted Mansion was originally a 14th century real book of witchcraft. Hmm. Cast members had the hardest times keeping the book in the upright position. The table would often be turned over or the book would be somewhere else. So finally they decided they would replace it. I want to know where that book. I want to know where that book ended up. <laughs> well, um, have you seen the 1980s movie Witch's Brew? You know that tome that they're looking at? Oh, God, that's maybe That's it. the tome. <laughs> and then just lastly, on, on your exit from the ride, or if you're waiting in line, you can see the Pet cemetery, mm-hmm. and there are some really good little gravestones, grave markers. One of them was for the frog from what, Mr. Toad's Wild, Wild ride. ride. There's also, like, you know, cats and dogs and whatever, and, and there was a nice cat little, like, gravestone, and a lizard was on top of it, and Aww. it posed for me. It was really cute. Yeah. All right, the other spoopy ride, Tower of Terror. And you would think that a, a ride that has, like, a solidly creepy story that you can actually kind of follow along because they, you know, you go through the, mm-hmm. when you're waiting in line, you go through, like, this dilapidated, you know, Hollywood Tower hotel. And it's it's really cool. It has a lot, like, really great details. You'd think it would be, like, super haunted. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of lore no, surrounding it's it. It's a newer ride. It's a new ride. Yeah. Um, so Hollywood Studios, the one, the, the Disney Park in Florida, mm-hmm. Um, opened in 1994, mm-hmm. and then a tie-in movie was released for marketing purposes in 1997, mm-hmm. and I remember watching that on The Wonderful World of Disney on ABC <laughs> Sunday nights. <laughs> and then in 2004, they opened one at Disney's California Adventure, mm-hmm. but that one just closed last year because mm-hmm. they're replacing it with a fucking Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Yep. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I like Tower of Terror more. What the fuck? Can like... I can I tell my Tower of Terror story? Yeah, please go. So yeah. when we did the high school band trip to Disney oh, World, I told this story to Matt. Like we, when I saw the bellhops, <laughs> I was like, ooh, because now it's like really appropriate Tower story. Bob. Oh yeah. my god! So I've seen photos. <laughs> You guys wouldn't t- stop this, talking about this it. story. The sounds so creepy. <laughs> so there was when we were waiting in line. And I think we had fast passed it. We noticed when we were getting our fast passes for this ride, there was a really hot bellhop. And we're like high school girls, and he seemed so grown up, so he was probably like 21. He was probably a student on the college Disney program. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was like no older than 21. He was probably like 19, 20. But he was real hot, and we're like, ooh, that guy's real hot. And then we came back, and he happened to be the one operating the fast pass line. So we saw him again, and we got his name. It was Jeremy. And we were like, mm, Jeremy, you hot. But we didn't tell him that because we were shy. But we were like, oh, my God, he's such a fine hunk of bellhop. So we started referring to him as Fahab, F-H-O-B, for fine hunk of bellhop. We rode the ride. We got off. And we were joking that we should have taken a picture with the fine hunk of bellhop. And as we were saying it, he came out behind us from the ride. And we just, like, turned around and we're like, can we take a picture with you? <laughs> and he said yes. And we still have that photo. And that was the time I met the finest hunk of bellhop. Later that day, I got my face painted, and we were telling the tattoo artist about there was a really hot guy. And she was like, was it Jay? If it's Jay, I'm going to poke him in the eye. And we showed her the photo, and she goes, oh my god, it's Jay. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he goes by the name Jay and not Jeremy. I think he's our number one fan. Uh, maybe. So on October 31st, 1939, five people met their fates while when lightning struck the elevator shaft of the Hollywood Ho- Tower Hotel. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know, the storyline, mm-hmm. right? I believe it, it's the Twilight Zone episode, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be a Twilight... It's called the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Woo! A drop right at four Disney theme parks takes guests on a terrifying trip through time to discover what happened to those unsuspecting passengers in 1939. I like your old-timey carnival barker voice. It's really hard to do, but I'm always glad when <laughs> I can really do it. was really good. <laughs> Thank you. So, ultimately, when they were coming up with the ideas for these, like, what this ride was going to be, it actually could have ended up based on the books of Stephen King. (laughs) When they made plans to have an attraction that would appeal to fans of horror movies, because this is in Disney's Hollywood studio, they're trying to have something for everyone, Mm -hmm. they kicked around a variety of ideas, including a ride based around Stephen King's many terrifying tales, in which case I would have been like, nope, I'm never riding that ride ever. (laughs) Which is weird, because I'm also, like, I've agreed to supervise that one thesis project candidate for next year and she and I sat down had our meeting she goes I'm reading it and this other book and this other book and I'm gonna talk about like these aspects of blah 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 and I was like all right well I'm just gonna read like the synopsis of your books but I'm not actually gonna read it (laughs) like please they also thought about creating a faux ghost tour featuring Vincent Price (laughs) um and then they also had an amusingly horrifying ride hosted by Mel Brooks Hmm. Or they were going to put an actual hotel inside of the park that would have had a haunted theme. 
Yeah, so they were kicking around ideas for something that was spooky. Yeah. I really like Tower of Terror, so I'm glad that they landed on that. Yeah, it's so a good ride. In order to to get there, they had to do a lot of Twilight Zone research. So the D- Disney Imagineers watched 156 episodes of the Twilight Zone in order to perfect the ride's aesthetic and tone. Mm. Fans of the Rod Sterling Classic have picked up on the many references to classic episodes, including an appearance from the infamous Talkie Tina doll. There's also tons of tiny little Easter eggs throughout, and so Matt would, like, spend, like, the time, like, poke, you know, oh. pointing things out. Meanwhile, I'm in, like, the kind of garden area and going, that's a bougainvillea, <laughs> and that's another plant, and that's, that's a bird. <laughs> like, kind of identifying you know, the, the plants that were in the But, yeah, the whole thing is, like, so spectacular and gorgeous. Like, Mm. it's easily one of my favorite lines to wait in. We also waited in, like, we went to the single riders, but I was able to see in the Expedition Everest. Oh, the DLS pass photos. Yeah. Yeah. We saw them, and Matt was like, I bet if you, like, hop over those things, you could probably go get photos of them. And I was like, I'm worried that if I try to hop back, someone's going to be like, she's cutting! I was like, I don't want to be kicked out of Disney just to get some photos of the DLS pass that we could find online. Yeah. But, yeah. but We talked about it in episode two, if you're not familiar. So go back to episode two. So there was some spoop hour in the Disney parks. Yay! Um, but yeah, so there was once a secret message in one of the notice boards. The spirits of the Hollywood Studios Tower of Terror sometimes try to help guests avoid their fate. Inquisitive guests who peer inside an old notice board in the lobby may find that the fallen letters at, accumulated at the bottom spell out a warning. Evil Tower, you are doomed. The warning has come and gone over the years. So every time, once in a while, it's there, and every once in a while, it's not, which is kind of scary. It's just the traveling ghost. He's yeah. just like, I got other shit to do, but doomed Here, or whatever. Doomed. <laughs> and also, guests don't actually drop on this ride. It's There's a thing about the physics. Oh. You feel like you're free-falling, but you're actually being pulled down. So the the ride technology is pulling the elevator down faster than gravity, which is oh. why your butt comes off of the... Why you get that sick yeah. stomach feeling. Um, and it also has randomized drops at the mm-hmm. Disney World one because, like, no matter how many times you ride it, the computer just does it randomly. Yeah. So you're never quite ready for it, and so mm. suspense kills you. But no one's actually down on the ride, so oh, that's, that's good. good. And Otis Elevators was involved in the ride's creation. Oh. So, like, all of those, like, the good elevators. The, the, good the name brand, brand the elevator main, company. Yeah, the best brand <laughs> helped install and, like, create the technology for this. Mm-hmm. It With the price tag of $8 million. It's mm-hmm. the company's most expensive sale ever. Mm-hmm. So you should feel okay about being dropped because it's an Otis Elevator and they, they got you, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, there is one rumor though mm-hmm. the ghost of a former employee haunts disney world's tower of terror the story goes like this a cast member had a heart attack while loading guests on the ride Ugh. and died in the building his spirit haunts the ride now platform d is supposed to be the spooky spot Whoa. that current employees are scared of i wish i knew what platform we like embarked off of oh but yeah also, yeah and anyway so like if that person actually died it was because i mean they, it wasn't technically on the ride yeah it was they were as an employee they were loading near the ride they were near the ride yeah. With the time that I have left, I'm going to go through just a list of all of the random, like, bonkers yeah. rumors. Do it. All right. You ready? Bonk town. Bonk town. Population um, me. <laughs> so Disneyland is more haunted than the other Disney parks because it's the oldest and has had the most incidents. You can yeah, expect that, makes that sense. right? Yeah. And so legend number one is that Walt Disney haunts Disneyland. Everyone knows that Walt had an apartment over the fire station on Main mm-hmm. Street. And the light in the window is never turned off, which is a tribute to Walt. Mm -hmm. But before the tradition of leaving the light on began, a cast member turned off the light and left the room only to find the light turned on again when she returned. The story goes that she heard a voice that said, I am still here. Yikes. Pass. All right. Then there's Space Mountain's Mr. One-Way. Which is Ugh. really, yeah, right? That's not a great name. Right. He's described as a large man with red hair and a red face. It me. The legend is that... <laughs> <laughs> it, it me, she it says me. quietly. <laughs> the legend says that he sits in the seat next to single riders. Then he disappears by the end of the ride. He's also been spotted in the cast member locker room. Gross. He's called Mr. One-Way because the guy's actual name was Mr. Wedway. And he died while helping build the ride. But the funny thing is, like, you know, he pops up next to single riders. Yeah. But at this point, they will fill up yeah, every single say, car. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't no such get... Thing. You don't get single riders Unless you're on there on a anymore. really weird day where it's not super crowded, which those days do exist. 
you're gonna you're gonna be sitting next to somebody <laughs> right in june of 1966 a teenager tried to sneak into disneyland for grad night by climbing a fence and crossing the monorail track when he was spotted by a security guard the teenager ran but he was struck and killed by the monorail train i heard this it one. said that the ghost of the teenager can be seen at night running alongside the monorail train both my parents because both of my parents are from southern california they actually did do grad night at disneyland oh so jealous so i have heard that particular one i can't remember if it was one of them that told me or if it's just something mm-hmm. that i've heard but i have heard the and his ghost haunts the monorail but yeah but i also because you were saying before like that the monorail hadn't opened for another couple of years so I feel like, right so i feel like that's like totally debunked then well if that kid was hit, or are we talking about the Disney World monorail versus Disneyland monorail? Well, Cause I think it's it's plausible. Like, when was it? It was 1966. Oh, yeah, the monorail didn't... They did have a different means of transportation, but yeah, monorail didn't open yeah, until 71. Because the, the Dis- Disney World monorail and Disney World opened 1971. Yeah. But Disneyland, I don't know if they had it in 1966 already. They had like a people mover. I don't right. remember what it was but called. I, don't, I but wouldn't it wasn't call that a monorail. monorail. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a monorail. All right. Then there's the Matterhorn ghost. Ah, uh, I this one I for sure know because both of my parents rode the Mat- Matterhorn on their grad nights. Oh God. And they were like, it, they're real strict about it. <laughs> um, so in 1984, a woman named Dolly Young was killed when she was thrown from the bobsled. Ever since her death, cast members who are required to walk the tracks when the ride shuts down say they can hear her. Some cast members call a section of where Dolly died, Dolly's Dip. I didn't know Dolly. I know a different ghost that haunts oh, the Matterhorn. which one do you know? There was a kid who stood up while riding the Matterhorn, oh. and he got beheaded. Yeah, that's actually, I have that list too. Um, yeah. Or that on here. Where, where did I find it? Where? I've ridden the Matterhorn. It's fun. It's an older roller coaster, so it's not as insane as modern ones are. Oh, yeah. But it's you fun. You know what? I had that one, because yeah. that was in 1964. Yeah. I had it with... Someone got decapitated, the, le- the rumor that someone mm-hmm. got decapitated on Space Mountain. Oh. Legend has it that a man stood up on his coaster, uh, on the coaster and got his head cut off. This has been debunked, but a man did stand up on Disney's Matterhorn in 1964, Boom. hitting his head, which resulted in his death. Oh. And so the... I got a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, and so <laughs> that ghost ro- rumor with Space Mountain having a ghost is like Matterhorn plus the mr one way yeah 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 the woman in white because oh yes, my god even disneyland has a woman in some kind of color ghost we need to start a drinking game where we take a shot every time there's a woman in a color, color right <laughs> um a ghost dressed in a 19th century gown has been spotted on main street after dark Legends has it that she guides lost children to the Disneyland Baby Care Center where they can be reunited with their parents. So I'm not like a, a baby help- woman in white. She's, I'm she's, a big boy. You know, she's a helpful, helpful woman in white. Yeah. There's another ghost called the Spirit in the River. In June 1973, two brothers stayed on Tom Sawyer's Island after the park closed. They tried to escape by swimming across the rivers of America. The older brother drowned, and cast members have seen a ghost rippling through the water. Ugh. I vaguely recall hearing that the Swiss Family Robinson one, part of why it's non-functional now is because somebody did drown. But I don't mm. know if that's true or not. Yeah. And I don't remember where I heard it. This was years ago. Yeah. I, I know that I saw the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, mm-hmm. but it was just a climb up and climb down. Yeah, like there that. used to be yeah. like a river uh, that connected it to Tom Sawyer's house. Okay. And I vaguely recall, I could be making this whole thing up, but I'm pretty sure it was like somebody drowned there. Hmm. And so they like shut it down. Oh. <laughs> Bonkers. Next, when I go back in the summer, yes, I'm going to start investigating more. In, <laughs> Excuse me, can you point me in the direction of in all adventure of your ghosts? And, <laughs> and they can't land. because um, cast members aren't allowed to point. Right. It's considered rude. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's another one. The ghosts prefers blondes. Gross. A te- teenager was killed on the People Mover ride in 1967. People Mover, yeah. Yeah, legend has it that his ghost haunts Tomorrowland. The ghost reportedly grabs the hair of blonde guests. A young kid died on the ride from jumping to car to car. Uh, by jumping from car to car. We swear that his spirit haunted the stock room and he opened the emergency exit doors on the track that were locked. I think Matt and Megan had told me about the People Mover Ghost. Yeah. But I also feel like the dates don't line up because Disney World opened in 1971. Yeah. And, Disneyland was open before. But, and they had a People Mover But they had, well. the, yeah, I think in retrospect, so I don't, I don't think Disneyland has a monorail. I think they just have a People Mover. Mover yeah. And it takes you from the parking lot to the yeah. park because obviously the parking lots are scattered all across creation. And that's the hard part about some of the Disney park mm-hmm. things because like Disneyland, has some things that are different from Disney World. It does. Or like Magic Kingdom, rather, like specifically Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But 
they have a lot of things that are the same or named the same or located in the same like areas within Space Ma- Mountain, the, Thunder the Mountain, Splash Mountain. Yeah, and like Frontierland, yeah. Tomorrowland, Adventureland. Yeah, right? but Disneyland has the Matterhorn and Disney World does not. Yeah, and so Hard every once in a while you have to like find like which ride is this talking about? Like, is this yeah. California or is it Florida? Yeah. Basically, if you're going to go ghost hunting at a Disney park, really do your research and pin down so you don't go to the wrong, wrong one. Park. Yeah. And they're like, oh, sorry, that's the Florida one. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so um, some there is one rumor that the Disneyland, it's a small world ride. The dolls will come to life even when unplugged. Gross. Cast members often swear that they see the dolls blink or appear in different places than the day before, but I don't yeah. believe this because it's a small world is like constant and never changing. So I'm like, mm. They did actually renovate it. Yeah, but I mean, but... <laughs> So maybe, but you know, like I, not day to day, like oh. there's no changes day to day. I don't know. That's the ride that scared me most when I was a wee baby. Aww. I, according to my mom, I screamed bloody murder on Small World, but loved Pirates of the Caribbean. Matt and I dared each other to drink the water. No, Just like be the lizard queen. The lizard queen. <laughs> um, and then I texted my parents to say that I was in line for It's a Small World and my dad was like, don't drink the water. And I'm like, I'm going to drink the water. <laughs> I'm the lizard queen. The Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney World is haunted by a spirit named George. If the cast members don't say good morning, George, and good night, George, at the beginning and end of the day, uh, the ride would shut down and they'd have Aww. problems all day. And I think Matt and Megan told me this story. One thing that they did tell me, and I know this is true, is that a cast member was crushed between the walls of Disneyland's America Sings ride. Gross. This was actually a tragic event that happened. Walt Disney was suspected to use Club 33 for mm-hmm. Freemason stuff, you know, Illuminati. Great. <laughs> and then we were talking about like drownings and whatnot. Um, there's an abandoned water park at Walt Disney World, and sometimes people say that like there's still music playing over the loudspeakers. Ugh. It's one of those places that a lot of people love going and investigating illegally because mm-hmm. it's still around um, yeah. and I'll, I'll go into some information but disney gets really mad if you do that so don't do that that's not an endorsement from me disney is very particular about their rules disney lawyers please don't shut me down <laughs> so this park was called river country and it was open from the 70s until 2001 there's this great youtube video on on this park called abandoned river country um that matt and megan recommended that i watch and then i saw it today and got some of my information from there a lot of people say it would be really cool if they, like, brought it back, but just, like, made it better or more interesting. But mm. at the same time, like, Disney already has Typhoon Lagoon mm. and Blizzard Blizzard Bay, I guess, which are already two really big water parks. And they kind of, like, replace the need for River Country. Mm-hmm. So some of the drawbacks about River Country was that it was often, when it first opened, over capacity. It was mm-hmm. really hard to get there. You had to take the Fort Wilderness train, which is also abandoned. Mm-hmm. Poor Walt Disney. He really liked trains, and that train he is, like, totally trains. abandoned. And there weren't a lot of attractions like in the little lagoon area itself Mm. and so it closed in the fall of 2001 when the weather got cold much like every other florida you know water park Mm -hmm. and then it just never reopened some people attribute it to the tourism crash after 9-11 which Mm. is also 2001 yeah but other people were like well disney like put in a lot of money into their other like water parks and those are being really successful it's almost like they didn't need it so they just you know shut it shut it down it was also kind of dangerous. You know, when it was first built in the 1970s, there weren't a lot of regulations for water parks, and so it could be, like, anything you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And River Country was starting to teeter on the edge of being, like, Death illegal. Trap country. Yeah. <laughs> if um, you want to listen to um, someone talk about a very dangerous water park, listen to the dollop episode on Action Park, because, oh, oh my Action God. Action Park is so fucked up. So many people fucking died. So many people. That, like, that's a good episode. So it's a great yeah. episode of the dollop, and also it's batshit that this existed. So if yeah. you want to get into, like, the down and dirty of how dangerous water parks can be. Yeah. I don't, I haven't been to a water park since maybe middle school or elementary school, and part of that for me is just, like, so many people. They kind of gross me yeah, out. Yeah, they just kind of gross me out too much. It's like it's like cesspool. I know there's there, it's I know full it's cl- of chlorine, yeah. but like I you know somebody's worried. pooping in there, yeah. and I just I don't want to. Right. <laughs> and so so part of the danger of this park in particular was that because it, oh I read about this red, one. river Sorry, country the, yeah. yeah with the brain eating meal brain eating meal yeah yeah but, um, <laughs> so there were many drownings and there were several deaths attributed to drowning mm-hmm. and part of it was because like in the pool the pool area was a little bit easier to lifeguard yeah but the lake area there were a lot of thing it was a pretty large lagoon and there were like towers and things to jump off of in the yeah. middle it was hard to get lifeguards out there so if someone was struggling or if they landed wrong if they landed wrong it would be like near impossible to get to them yeah and so there was a pool then a main lake 
lakes also kind of squick me out because. Do you know about the gross details of this lake? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm okay, good. I no, just no, no. wanted because I no. came across that in the game, and I was yeah, like, yeah, ew, 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 yeah. Ew. But in in general, like just in general, I don't like swimming in lakes. I yeah. find them to be scary. They're icky. But a lot of slime. Yeah, and so so I already just like can't imagine like you've got like a pool and then a lake with no chlorine. You got all these people Ugh. swimming in it. Ugh. So I I couldn't get behind it. Ugh. Um, but yes, like you said, you've you've been like waiting. I'm for really me to excited. Talk about it. There's an amoeba yes! called the Naglarialsis, um, which is a common bacteria. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> that one. It's a common bacteria found in warm Florida lakes, Chris. and it's known to be a brain-eating the brain-eating amoeba. Mm-hmm. But weirdly enough, only one person has actually died of it at this lagoon. Right? <laughs> that's too many. Uh, that's already it's already too many, but it, all, it kills a lot more people mm-hmm. in Florida every year, and so that only one boy contracted it. They managed to trace it back to that lagoon. Yeah. But no one else managed to die from it, which was great. Well, cuz for a while they were pumping actual lake water in. Yeah. And which, s- gross. Yeah. And so so they did that helped them do, you know, double checks and like think about like how to make the water lake water even safer. Yeah. And so in his death he helped others. He helped others. But basically, um, don't swim in Florida lakes if right. you like your brain where it is. Yeah, just don't, don't, just don't do it. Lakes. Just don't do it. But ultimately, Disney bans swimming in other lakes on the property just for general safety concerns. Like, you can't lifeguard all mm. the lakes, you know. Matt and Megan were talking about there was a mermaid lagoon mm-hmm. um, in Disneyland, and they closed that one down as well, like, a long time ago because people kept jumping <laughs> off into the lake to try to swim to the mermaids. Because the mermaids were actual cast members. Yeah, they were actually, like, really They pretty. weren't just, like, yeah. animatronic Hall of President yeah, and so style. men kept jumping into the lake to try to swim to them, so Disney, yes. like, just put the kibosh on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, for so general safety concerns, not just, not generally because the water's contaminated or because you can get those amoebas mm-hmm. in the lakes in Florida. The lake, lake water that they used for the, this particular park was also the same, it's the same water that, you know, that ferry boat that takes you Mm -hmm. to Magic Kingdom, the one that's, like, outside the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian, Mm -hmm. that's all the same lake water. And then the host of Abandoned on YouTube was like, I see people wading in it all the time at, you know, Polynesian or the Grand Floridian, but... That's also where that little boy was dragged down yeah, by the alligator last year. Yeah. So don't basically, fuck with Florida lakes. Basically, it was if you want to go swimming in anything in Florida, especially on a Disney park, don't because alligators. <laughs> and that's the thing about this. And also brain amoebas. This, well, and brain amoebas and alligators. And that's the thing. Like the, all this water is now connected. That park is abandoned. Yeah. So there are alligators now at that park. So it's still standing. It's not torn down. You can find videos of people who've gone a-wandering there. And that's, like, the spookiest part of this. I feel like this story about this lake is not that scary. But if you go and look for YouTube videos of, like, the abandoned aspects Mm -hmm. of Walt Disney World. Because Walt Disney World's huge. The land it's sitting on is the size of Manhattan. Yeah. But they've only used, like, 20% of the land. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see some creepy shit at Disney Park, go look for... River Country. River Country. Yeah. We here at Spoop Hour do not condone or promote breaking into any Disney property. Please don't sue us. But if you want to go see something scary, just go look, just do a cursory search of just abandoned theme parks. Yeah. Because last summer, um, or last last spring, our, my friend Sarah went to Nara Dreamland by herself in oh. Japan and was chased away by a drone. So... <laughs> um. So it's basically a Scooby-Doo episode waiting to happen. Yeah, so just don't do it just don't um, so yeah i i feel like there are more there, there's more out there on disney like creepy yeah. stuff so if you've got stuff that i forgot to talk about or i got information wrong you know feel free to email us mm-hmm. gently at spookpower at gmail.com <laughs> because i'm like really excited about disney stuff and like especially easter eggs or like mm-hmm. things that you know send a little stripper down your spine and i'm planning on going back to disney this summer to see my friend who writes um for the parks and mm-hmm. see you know all the stuff that she's come up with. I'm sure she's also got some lore, too, from being... Yeah. She's been a cast member, and she's working for the company, so it's like she's seen both sides of it. What um, we could do is we could do a future episode on general spooky amusement park nonsense yeah. and go into detail about Action Park and, like, all of oh, that. That's so cool. And we'll do a Disney corner in that. 
Disney Corner. Disney Corner. As opposed to Knott's Berry Farm Corner. Knott's Berry Farm Corner, which was in the Disney episode. It'll be mostly Knott's Berry Farm with a Disney Corner. <laughs> I've never been to Knott's Berry Farm. I just like it on principle because I really like the name Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I think what Cedar, Cedar, Cedar Point, Point now owns, like, basically anything that's not a Six Flags. Yeah. Including, I think, Knott's Berry Farm because they have the Snoopy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, like... Yeah, and King's Dominion is no longer Paramount's King's Dominion right, because it's, it's owned Cedar by Point. Knott's Berry Farm, which is owned by Cedar, Cedar Point. Point. Yeah. There was one time I was visiting my mom and an ad for Knott's Berry Farm came up. And it had the and same And it was the exact theme same theme song. And I was like, this is a King's Dominion ad. Why yeah. are you getting a King's Dominion? Oh, it's not. Instead of King's Dominion, it's fun and only, it's Knott's Berry Farm. farm. And then and same lonely. thing, like, in um, in Michigan, there's another park yeah. that's owned by it. Um, Northern California has another park owned by the same company. And so when I went to go visit my uncle in California, when I yeah. visited my grandparents in Michigan, I'll see commercials during the summer for the same thing going, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. <laughs> and I'm and like, it's like, it's not, it. I, it freaks me out. It's because, weird. Like, it's like, it's being in an alternate universe. Yeah, Jeremy and I are, like, so used to hearing the King's mm-hmm. Dominion jingle, and we're just like, what the fuck is this? It's like how I felt when I saw Bed, Bath, and Table in Australia. On the one hand, I was like, this is awesome. But on the other hand, I'm like, ew, it's slightly weird. I don't like it. Right? There's it's something so close, just, but it's, it's off. Something, it's alternate universe. It's just the, off by a little bit. It's the Mandela effect. Yeah. But our universe has folded into itself. Uh, and it's not just the King's Dominion song. God, this is what happens. Capitalism! <laughs> I'm shaking my fists. Please don't sue us, Disney lawyers. We know you love capitalism. <laughs> and I love Disney. See? It works out. So, you know capitalism am i right folks so tell us your thoughts about the system (laughs) we're at spoop hour on instagram and twitter and gmail so tweet at us how you feel about late stage capitalism oh my god no i'm just kidding send us your kitty pictures yeah don't talk to me about capitalism maybe dogs dressing up like ghosts Ooh, yeah those are always nice nightmare before christmas style oh zero yeah so that was the other thing when i looked up disney ghosts they gave me like a lot of zero not not just a lot of zero just like 13 of the best ghosts in Disney films. And oh. actually, one of them was the, um, the Ma and Pa from the Dawn Till Dusk in Gravity Falls. And I was like, this is actually quite a recent ghost. <laughs> and um, there were other, I thought there were other ghosts in Gravity Falls, but they went with Ma and Pa. Yeah, when I was searching weird <laughs> Disney facts, I kept getting things like Simba in Swahili means lion. And I'm like, stop it. This <laughs> isn't what I want. That's not what I want. I want it weirder. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know Zero's a ghost. I know that, you know... What was it? Haunted Mansion has ghosts. <laughs> like, I'm Go weirder. Like, actual ghosts. Yeah, like, get give me the weird shit. Give so if you know the weird shit, hit us up. And thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. And go check out our friend podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Thanks for your patience. Mwah. Kisses. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lainey, host of the new podcast, We're All Just Pretending. It's a podcast that has elements of Dear Abby with a twist of post-secret. Every episode, I'll read listener questions and provide advice and insight as a friend. My own pod friends will even join in and offer their advice on parenting, relationships, and even give you really bad advice on purpose. Since we all have secrets to share, there'll also be a segment focusing on letting the skeletons out of your closet. If you're looking for advice or want to share a secret, head to allpretendingpod.com. And remember... We're all just pretending here.